Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen. But you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello and welcome to season nine, Kelsey, season nine of Sex Talk. It's lovely to have you back. And I, Kelsey, I'm going to start with a little boast or a little a little perk, a New Year's sort of present from Esther Perel, who you know, who is the probably one of the most famous therapists in the world, right? I would say. The sure. most. She's probably, yeah, she's amazing. So anyway, she has been my hero ever since she wrote Mate in Captivity, which was about 20 years ago, I reckon. So she, as you know, I was on the Diary of a CEO podcast. Well, she was on the Diary of a CEO podcast quite recently. So I listened to it, obviously. And then at the very end, Steve said, the host of the show, said to her, I'm just going to read out your most played moments. And then I'm going to read out the most played moments of our podcast, right? Which, and then, so I was just listening away. And then he said, and here's one from Tracy. So he actually, he reeled off all these very well-known therapists. And she was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Not really, not really. And then he went, and here's one from Tracy Cox. And she said, Tracy Cox, I know. Tracy Cox, I know. She didn't know any others. And I was like, oh my God, Esther Perel knows who I am. And it's and it was so, it is so weird. I've heard this happen a couple of times when your hero says your name comes out of their mouth, and you're like, oh my God, that person that I admire so much knows who I am and is saying my name. That's amazing. It is amazing. And the other time I got, I've got to boast about this. I'm sure I've boasted before. But you know the Rolling Stones. Well, everyone knows the Rolling Stones. And this is not going to be impressive at all to anyone young. But I did a show in Australia. And then I met Bill Wynum from the Rolling Stones. And he said to me when I met him, he said, oh, yeah, Mick and Jerry, Mick, Mick Jagger and Jerry Hall, they were talking about how much they liked you. And I was like, oh, my God, Mick Jagger was talking about me. It was so amazing. So there you go, twice. Esther Perel and Mick Jagger. How about that? Well, let me say this. I love mm. Tracy Cox also. So there's your third celebrity. <laughs> there's your third Thank person. You. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't wanted to do that because my audience is so huge. And I want to make sure that you and I were close before I said, I love Tracy Cox. Before you gave me the endorsement. So, yeah. So just know that today is the day where we find out that I also just love Tracy Cox. And so <laughs> watch your numbers climb, sister. <laughs> She didn't say she loved me. She just said, Tracy Cox, I know. She might have said, Tracy Cox, I hate, 
but she did Tracy Cox, I know. I love that. That's yeah. so good. No, it's great. Yeah, you you do great work. I mean, you've changed my whole view of sex, literally. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Literally. It's very practical, my view of sex, but I think practical innovation is good, actually. Yeah, and I'm so emotional about everything, and you're so practical and scientific, and you have, like, data, which I've never listened to in my life, but I'm starting to now. <laughs> and I really do look forward to, in this new season and new year, to try out all the things that I've been learning from you. I've really got to find a friend quickly that I can <laughs> do. Begin. Especially for one of the things in this podcast, oh, which is... <laughs> exactly. Let's start with the lighter one. Okay. Okay, let's start. Here's lighter. our first question. We moved houses and made friends with our neighbor, who are the same age as us, early 40s. Their bedroom is near ours, and we can hear them having sex. We were quite happy with our sex life, but now we feel boring. They have sex for ages and make a lot of noise. They haven't been together as long as us, 15 years compared to their two, but it's still making us uncomfortable. Well, I have a lot to say about that. First of all, they're on drugs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they're smoking weed. Even if they're not on drugs. You can't compare a couple who've been together two years with a couple who's been together 15 years. And the reason why this is hurting so much is because the age, because if they were 20s, you wouldn't have mattered, you know, you wouldn't have thought too much about it. But age is not the predictor of the enthusiasm of sex. It is the length of the relationship that affects the, sorry, the frequency and the enthusiasm and the noise level. It is not the age. And if she thinks back to... When they were two years in, they had long sessions before. And what happens as we get into a relationship is that the sessions get shorter and shorter and shorter. And we develop this kind of sexual shorthand where we both know each other's triggers and you just take the shortest path to orgasm. And it's, it's efficient sex. Lots of people get into very efficient sex. And this is not a good thing because it leads to routine, predictability, boring sex. And what this couple next door are doing for you is they're reminding you of your former selves because you were like that once. So maybe it's a nice little wake-up call for you. So instead of thinking of it as a bad thing, think of it as this is something we can aim for, a 15 years in version of. You're not going to end up be like them. You don't want to be like them. You've been like them already. But I think it can be seen as a bit of a wake-up call. What do you reckon? Yeah, and I think too, you know, and I've had this experience, when you do meet someone new in your 40s, I think when you're in your 20s and your 30s, you might have long sex, but it's not you're rushed. You're looking for a spouse. You're looking for a wife or a husband. You're having fun. You're wasted. You're partying. But I think when you meet someone in your 40s and you have some time and you have some maturity, you can really enjoy sex in a way that you never did before because you're not worried. Is this person the one? Are we going to have babies together? Should we buy a house? You're just- and Women are less people-pleasing, aren't they? As they get oh older. my God, I am so less people-pleasing. I'm like, this is all about me for the next two hours. And I don't think I ever had sex for two hours or long periods of time until in my 40s. Because A, I, I, I was with new people and I had a maturity where I, I wasn't in a rush to get to an orgasm. I wasn't getting in a rush to get out to the, to the dinner party we were going to. What we did that night was sex. And that was the, that was the whole thing. I don't mm. think you do that when you're in your 20s and 30s. You're, you're having great sex and then you're running to a party or you're yeah, running to yeah, your new job. Yeah. So yeah, tell them true. it's okay. If you have been together for 15 years, the fact you're still having sex is miraculous. Yes, it very much is. And also the noise thing. Just because there's noise doesn't mean that that means that sex is good because women often pretend and make lots of noise 
in order to hurry a man up. And also sometimes people who don't really enjoy sex are really noisy because they make the noise to try and cover up for the fact that they're not enjoying sex. So that's not necessarily an indicator that the sex is good at all. Yeah. And I would also, I would be annoyed by that. I mean, one time, yes. But if I heard thumping over and over again, I would slide a little note under there being like, you might want to wrap your headboard with some towels because it's gotten a little out of control. Like I don't need to hear bump, 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 bump all night. I don't, I don't need to hear it. I wish them the best, but I would be annoyed by that. So if they're friends now, they'll have to do it over a glass of wine. They'll have to say, listen, we can hear you guys. Yeah. And it's annoying. It's annoying. And so <laughs> do something about that. That's what I would say. Okay. This next question, it upsets me. It upsets me, but that's because I'm close-minded. I'm naive and I'm not seasoned in sex, but I just don't understand this yet, but I'm going to keep a really open mind and open vagina, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't need an open no, vagina. I don't need a vagina? This. What do I need again? You You'll tell us. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's the next question. Thank God my husband never asked this after 15 years. Okay, here we go. My husband and I have been married for almost 15 years. Now that our children aren't babies anymore, our sex life is being resurrected from the dead and better than ever. My husband has expressed an interest in me pegging him. I'll try anything once, especially since it's his hole and not mine. I'm writing to ask for pointers. What do I need to know? How can I make this more enjoyable for him? Tracy, do you have a book chapter on this? I'm so grateful this is anonymous. I'm not willing to bring this up with my girlfriends. Um, I think, first of all, anonymous is the only way. Second of all, I would keep this to yourself also. Anyway. And also, what is pegging, number one? Did you know what pegging was before you met me? I didn't, but I know as as I read on and on, and I realized it had to do with his hole, and he only has one hole or two holes, and I already know we already are okay with one hole. So I was I'm concerned about what hole, and now I, I <laughs> you know which hole I know which hole, and I don't, and I'm feeling uncomfortable. Honestly, no, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. So so basically, pegging is when a woman penetrates usually her straight partner, male partner, with a dildo. Now, the, the initial reaction to this is, hang on a minute, my boyfriend's not gay, why would I want to do this? Well, there's lots of reasons why. You can use um, the pegging kits, by the way. You can peg woman to woman, you can do it vaginally and anally. But generally, when people say pegging, they mean straight woman penetrating her partner anally. Now, why this is so popular and it is very popular, and Kelsey, you know this, but my one of, honestly, I have probably 40, 50 sex products out there, and the pegging kit nearly always is top of the list of the bestseller. 
it seriously is. It's that popular. And it's been that popular for a while now. Now, so, but paying has been around. There are ancient drawings of people being pegged. There really are, like caveman drawings of pegging. Like Adam and Eve. Pegging, Adam and Eve, (laughs) Bible. It's been around for a long, long time. But it went mainstream in 2001 when a guy called Dan Savage, who does Savage Love, so anyone in America who listens to sex podcasts will know him, and he did a competition for people to come up with a name for pegging. And that's what they came up with, pegging. And since then, that's what it's been known for. So that was 22 years ago. Now, why people like it, it's because it flips the dynamics. So men get to feel what it's like to be a woman and be penetrated, and women get to feel what it's like as a man and to penetrate somebody. And it is quite, I have done it, and it is quite, uh, it's, it's a completely different experience. I cannot tell you how different it is. It is completely different. And there, and I would strongly suggest, first of all, thrusting's harder than you think, but then his penis is attached and a, and a dildo isn't. But I would recommend that people at the beginning get what's called a pegging kit, which includes a dildo, a harness, and a vibrator. So you put the harness on, you literally step into it, and then it sits around your waist. Imagine like a workman's tool belt, belt, kind of like that. And then you put the dildo in place, and then you put the little vibrator in. Now, when you first put this on as a woman, (laughs) it's really funny, and... I felt really powerful and I was doing it with this guy who I'd been going up probably six months and he'd been dying to try it. I suspect he was gay actually, pretty sure. But I honestly, so many straight men love it. And I was more taken with the fact of that what I would look like with the real penis that I was walking around and showing off. And he was just like, oh my God, <laughs> can you just get on with it? You're really into this. Crazy. <laughs> I was really into it. I felt really powerful. And um, so it's it's quite an experience. But anyway, here's some pointers. You probably got that image of me walking around. Yes, it's that. actually been disturbing. And it's early here in LA. So I've had to start <laughs> oh my, my day God, off with imagining that. Tracy with a dildo strapped to her. <laughs> oh God. Right. So if you're going to do it, number one, wait until he's absolutely fully aroused. You prepare for this, by the way. This is not something that you just come out and go, surprise, as you would like a role play outfit. You don't come out with a dildo attached to you with a harness because most men will run for the door. This is life advice. Do not just (laughs) walk in with a dildo strapped on you. No, you need to be, it, with as with all things anal, you need to really make sure that they, they're keen to do it. So you wait till they're fully aroused. You always prepare for this with anal play, using a butt plug, using a finger to get his anus used to being penetrated because, as we know, things come out of your bottom. They don't usually go in it. Choose a very small dildo. Make sure that you've Figured out how to put the harness on because it's not that easy. Add the little bullet vibe. Use plenty, plenty of lube and make sure that there's plenty there. Now, the thing that freaks people out about this is the position because you, the obvious position is doggy style. But then it's not such a great position, Kelsey, because dildos don't have nerve endings. Penises do. So if you can't see him, you've got, you can't really read how he's reacting to all of this because you've got no idea how deep you're going if you're doing this and you just tendency to get a little bit carried away because people tend to do it when they are a little bit high or had a few drinks so it's better to do it if he's on his back with his knees pulled up but can I just tell you it's a bit freaky it could be a bit freaky (laughs) 
I'm I feel freaky already and we're fully clothed on a podcast. Oh no. But I, I think with the best position is if you want to do it is him on his side and kind yes. of spoon and you go from the side. Make sure that you hold on to the base of the dildo. Don't ever pull right out. Just stay inside and sort of do short thrust rather than long thrust. And don't forget to exit as slowly as you entered. So it's the same as if you look up all the rules for anal intercourse, it's the same. But you're, but it's it takes a little bit of practice. My, if you want to try mine, it's the Super Sex Tracy Cox Pegging Kit, the famous one. You can see all the reviews, and it's got everything in there. But I would still recommend you do need quite a good quality harness because otherwise, if it if it moves around and if it's not tight enough, you just can't do it properly. But it is a real experience, and men, of course, love it because their prostate gland is their G spot. So you know, anal orgasms for for men. I mean, it's absolutely explosive that's why you know you can rape a man by putting a broom up their bottom will give them an erection that's what they do in prisons this and that concludes <laughs> that's the first time you've our, gone speechless <laughs> thank you for having us and please enjoy your broom activities in prison where <laughs> what has happened to us well thank you tracy for all that information um, especially the final More part popular about the than you think yeah no i mean <laughs> Listen, I know that my brain has to keep opening up to not being so rigid and so closed-minded around sex because I know most of the world is moving forward and trying things and it's great. I just I am so aware at how much I didn't know and we didn't talk about and that so much of it seems crazy but it's just a whole. It's just a whole. Know, it it's a whole. And also whole. why women like it is because they're so often hassled by men yeah. for anal sex. And when when this came, honestly, I I've told you off air, I used when this first came out, I'd go to dinner parties and women would take me aside and go, Thank you, God. Because now when he says, you know, yes. let's have anal sex and bad, you can say, Yeah, I'll do it if if you let me do it to well, you. I love that idea that like, yeah, as long as you understand, I would like you to go first so you can feel how it feels. And then we'll talk about me doing it. Exactly. Men like it more than women. Men yeah. like it more than women. Yeah. Because I think they're tougher inside. Like, I don't know. I mean, well, we know that their skin is a lot, our skin is a lot thinner than men's yeah. skin is thicker. So they're probably not going to be in as much pain as women are. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, anal sex doesn't need to be painful, but you really have to prepare for it. Yeah. And some women just don't like it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite there, but I'm, you know, pegger for life. Peg, peg away. <laughs> That's what I'd like to say. Peg on everybody. Peg it out. Yeah. Peg yourself to death. Watch Here we go. Broom. Every time <laughs> you sweep the floor now, Next time I see weird. the guy I'm dating sweeping, I'm going to be like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Like, what's <laughs> happening now, Mr. Clean? What's the broom for? Okay. Hmm. Well, let's move on to the next and final question. This is a real uh, smorgasbord today of questions. Okay. Mm. Last one. This is very interesting. My husband of 20 years handed me his phone recently to look up information online when he was making dinner. While I was at it, I noticed that he's got the same period calendar installed as I have. Later, I took a closer look and saw that it had information about my cycle. That's fine, but he also has been putting notes on the calendar about our sex life and his masturbation habits. He writes comments like, if I had an orgasm or if I finished masturbating, who initiated and rightly noted by him, it's always me. It's almost always me. It's like he's bookkeeping our intimacy. This also revealed to me that he masturbates way more than I knew, about 15 times a month, in addition to the days that we have sex together. 
which is about once a week. I feel like I want to confront him about this, but I'm reluctant to do it because I'm not sure how I feel about it. This didn't strike me well, but I'm not so sure. Is this creepy? So you tell me your take on this first. That was a lot. It's very unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it is very unusual. First of all, what a smart guy to use the... I mean, what I thought when I first started to read it is that he was checking to see if her cycle coincided with her desire to have sex or not. Or Mm. that she was like, there's parts of the month where she's annoyed, she doesn't want to, and he was trying to find some pattern. Because you know, sometimes when you're just in a mood about Mm. about to get your period, and maybe I thought he was thinking like, this is when she's most you know, attracted to me. Yeah, PMT or something, yeah. Yeah, this is when she's not into it. So I was like, this is kind of a smart guy. He's learning about his wife's menstrual cycle and how it affects their sex life. But then it changed. I don't know why he's putting his masturbation habits in. I can remember when I masturbate, I don't need to log it. Mm. It's often and whenever I want. That's all I care about. You know, like, I don't know that that needs to be, I don't know why he's writing that down. And then I don't, I I just don't know what he's trying. I don't, I don't know what he's trying to get to, but I do Mm. think she should confront him because I think it would be great to know what this is about. And I don't know that it's creepy. I just think you go, hey, man, when I was looking at that thing for dinner, I saw you have a period tracker, which is unique because you're a man. And so I clicked Mm. on it and I realized you've kind of been tracking stuff. What is that about? I think it is creepy. I think the fact that he's recording all that without telling her, the the creepiness is the not telling her and not discussing it and not saying, hey, I've noticed, you know, you get a bit, you know, irritable at this time of the month. But the things that he's tracking are fascinating. And the only thing I thought, completely left field, is he this sort of person? Is he the sort of person that wants everything recorded and written down and needs to look at things, you know, in, you know... Like an accountant. He seems like he's an accountant. <laughs> is he an accountant? Yeah, you know, maybe if he's that sort of person, this isn't out of character for him. So if he's that sort of person, I kind of get it. If he's a little bit, I want to say almost on the spectrum, but, you know, that sort of... Because this is, this is quite unusual, I would say. But this is what I found really interesting, is... The amount that he masturbates, right, he is on the high side of the statistics because most married men who are having regular sex do it about between five to ten times a month. He's doing 15, so he's well over. I mean, Love Honey's Forum, which is probably more honest, say, every other day. But it's higher than normal, which suggests that his sex drive is higher than normal. So if his sex drive is higher than normal, why doesn't he initiate sex? Why... Isn't why is she the one that's initiating it all the time or mostly? Maybe because they've just that's what I was going to say too. Maybe they've just gotten into you know how marriage is, you just kind of do what you've always done. So maybe she always initiates, that's the role she plays, and he doesn't. And I, I think sometimes we just get into habits and we don't even know why we're doing it that way. But why is he so? It's just interesting that he's got the highest, highest, well, he's got a high sex drive. Now, that doesn't mean he necessarily wants to have sex with her all the time, he might really like masturbating sure. and enjoy. You know, because lots of men do for obvious reasons. They can watch what they want. There's no pressure, et cetera. But just this this, this sort of recording of everything. I, I agree with Kelsey. I think that you should confront him, but with curiosity rather than accusation. And just explain it exactly the way you wrote it to us. It's completely logical. But please, when you find out the reason, can you tell us? Because I just have never... I get a lot of questions. I've been writing about, you know, and talking about sex and for how many years? 35 years, more probably. And I've never had a question like this. And I just find it very intriguing as to why he's doing this. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I'd love to know what what he does for a living. 
because he, mm. he seems very scientific about it. I also think it's interesting that after 20 years, he's kind of doing a deep dive into this whole experience and how it all, so I feel like he's a doctor or he's a tax attorney or something where data soothes him, understanding things, something, yeah. understanding soothes him. I I wonder if he's, I don't think he's keeping it a secret from you. I think he just probably doesn't think it's a big deal, I would say. I would say that he's, I don't know. I don't. I, I think that he just is like, I'm going to write this all down. I think it suggests concern about the sex life in some way. Otherwise, why would you write it all down? Yeah. So he's maybe it's his performance. Maybe he's concerned about his performance. Maybe it's interesting to me that he does it on a period tracking app. I would. I could understand. That's the only thing that's like a little bit of a red flag for me. Yeah. Um, I don't and know why he's trying just, for a baby or something. I don't yeah. Know. Just put it in your regular Google calendar. I don't know why we have to go to like the dot dot com to like see where we're masturbating. But it'll yeah. be interesting to see. I don't think it's creepy, and I think it's creepy at the same time. That's where I'm at. I'm half and mm. half. So I think any sort of deep dive into your sex life should be something you do together. I, th- I mean, if I found a diary where Miles was like logging every time he had sex and, you know, who initiated and whether I had an orgasm or not, I w- without telling me that he was doing this, I would be kind of, I would not do that without telling him because there yeah. would be a reason for me to do it. And I would involve, I, I think anything if you're in trying to prove or you know, track your performance, you should be doing it together, not separately. It feels like a score sheet otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I agree. I think, I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just keeping a lot of data. And I, I the only reason I would say that if she tells her, then she starts being conscious of the fact that every time they do something, he's tracking it, which would then mess me up in my head. Cause I'd be like, oh, I got another orgasm in the week, you know, check it down. So I don't know. It's an interesting mm. thing. I find, I, I would, I would assume he's a very cerebral guy and you've obviously been with him for 20 years, so you like him. Mm. It's like things went yeah. well. And you're sure having a lot of sex and a lot of orgasms. Yeah, and he's sure exactly. masturbating like a king. So, <laughs> I mean, things could be worse. We could be talking to someone who has no data. So, or maybe he's not cerebral at all and he's having a competition with his friend. Maybe they're yeah. both like, yeah. and they, they're tracking and then they, they both got period apps on their phones yes. and they just compare stats all the time. Or maybe it's a secret code that you don't even know about. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, please tell us. Please tell us. Right, yes. tell us. Talk to him okay. about but it. But on that on that note, anyone who wants to submit a question, it's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D. So there you that go. Sounds weird. Dot com. That's yeah. it. See, I, I did it. I did it. You did well it. Done. All right. Good luck, everybody. Go get pegged. Yeah. Go peg yourself. <laughs> peg away. <laughs> you can't peg yourself, can Don't you? Don't know? peg anything. You guys peg. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. I'm not pegging. And watch the brooms. Watch the brooms. Always be careful when you're cleaning. All right. Have a great week. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.